0: Welcome to the Impact Nations podcast. My name is Tim. I am your host. I'm joined as always by Dad. You can call him Steve, but I'll call him Dad. Uh, and today we are very excited to be joined by our uh, good friends, Wayne and Sabrina McQueen. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi. Uh, Wayne and Wonderful Sabrina, I'm in Albuquerque. There you go. You were in Albuquerque. You made it. (laughs) Uh, Wayne and Sabrina are, I was going to say old friends, but that doesn't sound very kind. I'll say we go way back. Uh, Wayne and Sabrina uh, were leaders at the Cambridge Vineyard where you were a pastor back in the 80s and 90s.
1: That's true. I, in fact, remember when they first came into the church. I think it was in 89. And uh, we quickly became good friends and they helped me move this thing called the Cambridge Vineyard Forward. And they have four sons about the same age as my four sons. Yeah. And um we had some good football games as I recall. <laughs> That's that, true. Uh, so we go we go way back and we've stayed in close touch. The other thing about them is that we discovered probably about six or seven years ago when I was back in Ontario, I came by for a visit, we discovered we we have a, a, a common passion to to really pursue the depths of Christ and uh we were surprised we were talking to each other about so many of the same authors and books and uh that was I remember that day as I drove away I was just so delighted so we're really glad to have you guys with us today this is this is a treat for me and they don't know it yet but this is going to be a treat for Absolutely. the impact family yeah
0: uh Today the we wanted to talk to you guys in the context of your current role as spiritual directors. Uh and when you and I were talking on the phone just a couple of weeks ago and just I started dialoging with you about what this is and I was really intrigued and I thought I think our listeners need to hear about this cuz I I think it's actually could be really helpful for many of our listeners. So maybe as we begin, can you guys just tell us a little bit about what a spiritual director is? What do you guys do?
2: Yeah, my favorite way of trying to explain what a spiritual director is, is to tell a little bit of our backstory, because I think it'll help understand a little bit in context. Yeah. And so, um, and even though I'm going to go back to my moment of experiencing a living connection with Christ, but I need to start there because I remember the first thing that I believed and I know I heard from the Lord was, now you know who to come to with your questions. And and so that's where my journey began. It was in my 30s. And then, as Steve mentioned, we very quickly became part of the Cambridge Vineyard. And again, just this growing uh, passion for prayer and how can I tell others about what this experience. So, I mean, that was the that's where we start. But what I want to talk about is that from there, um, Steve mentioned just in some of our story, I just discovered a way of making disciples I'll never forget. You know, it was that I talked to Steve about something, well, come and see, come and see. It was seldom about read this book or read that book. And so just, you know, the the teaching, uh, ground in the kingdom of God, the come and see idea of discipleship, equipping, so being trained um, in the areas of prayer and prayer ministry and, and all of that, that was huge, those pieces of teaching and discipleship and mentoring prayer ministry about oh eight or nine years later believe it or not we went and planted a church and so we planted a vineyard down the road and here we were now finding ourselves we got new questions and so we discovered something called coaching and we had someone we met with regularly and i loved his line he said you know I'm not here to do your thinking for you. I'm going to ask the kinds of questions that will help you think more clearly about what it is that you're, you're working through. So I saw all these incredible roles in our life. and um, But then about oh, another 10 years after we planted the church, uh, Sabrina and I were invited along with about maybe five other couples to take a 10-day leaders' retreat. Um, thinking that maybe these are folks who could stand a bit of a rest and be introduced to some things. And that's when we were introduced to this thing called contemplative life. That's when we, that's when we, uh, our first experience um, of experiencing, receiving this thing called spiritual direction. And, and, and I'll just, what that was like, his name was Charles. and And I said, Hey, I'd like to experience this. I'm not, I don't know what this is. He said, let's go for a walk. And we just walked for, through the woods, and he was asking a few questions, telling your story and all of that. I remember sitting in a clearing, and he was just listening and just asking a few questions. And out of that, and I'll never forget, I came to this, through what, however that conversation was, I came to this deep realization that God was really um, reorienting me into a healthier way of doing good. There's actually a spiritual danger in doing good, if we're, if we're emptying the well inside of us. If I can mm-hmm. use that metaphor, and so what that helped us understand is that there's a place for spiritual direction that is very comes very much alongside all these other types of equipping ways of meeting with others, and um, so that was just a brief experience of that. But let me just finish that. What happened then? Something got deposited, like a a thirst or a hunger. It's like, wait a minute. That experience of coming alongside someone, like a companion, and not telling me what I should be doing, but creating space for me to hear something really deep and personal from the Lord. I thought, oh my, this this is a game changer. It's how I pastor, how I approach discipleship, how I approach being with another. And so uh, Sabrina and I fast tracking through this we went and got trained in cincinnati with an organization just developing sustainable faith as the organization so that was like we're talking 13 years ago and um so we got our training there you know driving back and forth from ontario down to cincinnati and uh and so we've been spiritual so the context there was as a pastor of a local church but then it started going beyond that people would hear about this and and so sabrina and i both have been actively offering spiritual direction we both received spiritual direction that's part of our practice our rhythm um and then we got trained to train spiritual directors we've been doing that for about oh maybe five years now we're, we're beginning our seventh year we can talk a bit about that more if you like but now let me land in the question what is yeah. spiritual direction um One I often use metaphors, but let me just try this on for size. It's you meeting with someone who is trained and passionate about creating a non-anxious space for you to process what's going on in your soul in the context of real life. And the whole thing about opening up space is that Christ in you wants to speak to you. So let's create the space for him to do that. And so that's very, if that helps kind of capture it a bit, Tim, kind of the the heart of what spiritual direction is all about. But I want to tell the story in that it's not better than or whatnot, the other important types of ministries, um, but this is ancient. This whole thing of spiritual direction. It's not like a new thing. It, it's been around for a while. Yeah.
3: So it's called spiritual direction, because it is an ancient practice, and that's what it's been called. But really what we are is we're companions on your journey. And so it's like Hmm. two people going for a walk, looking at some scenery. Maybe I see something a little bit different, a different perspective than how you're seeing something. And so we have back and forth dialogue, asking good questions, unveiling things in your life that maybe you haven't seen, but that you discover through through the asking of good questions and checking in with the lord
0: so let me Follow let me on. run a a, yes. a metaphor past you here real quick cuz i i think when i first heard the phrase spiritual direction i misunderstood what it meant because i i think i i understood it to be more of a a controlling or a very explicit a giving of direction. It sounds to me like what you're saying is uh, not, uh, you know, if if somebody comes to a fork in the road in their, in their faith or whatever, you're not saying go left. You're actually helping them see that there's a fork in the road and helping them dialogue to choose, am I going left or right? Uh, I realize that's a simplistic metaphor, but it, it, is that a reasonable uh, way of looking at things? It's a
2: really good metaphor, Tim. Maybe think of it this way. Let's ask the question, so who is the spiritual director? The Holy Spirit. Mm. So we're cultivating a space for him. It's kind of like John the Baptist, less of me, more of him. Mm. So we're, we're a gentle companion, but we're trying to stay the heck out of the way for the spirit to speak directly to the person about, about the matters of, of importance to them at that given time.
0: Is that a difficult thing to do as a spiritual director? To uh, you got to really thread a needle there because you're there to be present with them, and yet you also need to stay out of the way. That's a that's a fine balance to strike. Did that take some practice?
2: Yeah. Well, let me answer it that way. We're not we're not experts at this because we have something called humanity, <laughs> ego, <laughs> you too? all kinds of things. <laughs> It also explains why the training is a fairly in-depth two-year robust training. And it doesn't mean that when you finish the training, there, there you go. It's like, no, now you're beginning a lifelong journey of cultivating a sensitivity to the spirit.
1: Hmm. Wow. Yeah.
3: And and I would say that, that what we cultivate actually is, is what I would refer to as the spiritual practice of holy restraint in that we might see something in somebody's life. We might think, oh, this is where they need to go, but we restrain from that and let the Holy Spirit speak to them. And the surprising thing is is that he often doesn't do what I think that they need.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And so
3: learning to get out of the way and create that space where they can hear from the Holy Spirit is yeah. just it's actually a marvel to watch. Yeah.
1: You know, a word that I've heard you both use a few times in the last couple of minutes is space and sacred space. And we here as a team have been talking a lot about sacred yeah. space for the last year or so, because uh, at every level, I think, uh, you know, I've, you and I have talked, I've restructured my life, uh, just the rhythm of it so that I've got more sacred space. Um, one of the keys to our upcoming beautiful gospel conference specifically right in there to create sacred space. Yeah. Um would you would you have anything to say about creating sacred space or what that means to you
2: being quiet and still doesn't mean you're in a place of void. Mm. I mean it's it's uh um so let me let me bring it into a spiritual direction session. They will start there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will explain to somebody that's meeting with me for the first time is that we're going to change the conversational physics that you're used to in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going we're as much as you're comfortable with, we're going to often spend times just um, sitting in quiet together. Ah, uh, you may say something, and I may not respond right away. I might just sit for a minute in silence and just ponder what you said, thinking about I wonder where we should go next. But also, I'm creating space for you to reflect on what you just said. Mm. And so, um, this idea of creating space, opening up space, is um, there's a reason why we call it sacred. It that's the God-filled uh, moment, if you will. Mm. If you if you use the uh, and, and Steve I know you've caught on this the difference between Chronos and Kairos I mean you're kind of creating that opportunity for a Kairos moment like an encounter or a living connection with Christ.
3: The other thing we could call sacred space is generous space that we create a generous space for the Holy Spirit to come and work, and that is in offering hospitality hospitality of welcome, hospitality of of being quiet hospitality of I'm welcoming you into my heart I have space in my heart for you to come and occupy for this time that we're together and so hospitality is a big part of spiritual direction how do you present this space I mean if you're having someone over for dinner you prepare the space you prepare the meal something that they're going to like it's the same kind of thing with spiritual direction we prepare for to offer them hospitality.
0: So, what are some uh-huh. of the steps, Sabrina, in preparing your space for for the Holy Spirit? Uh, you know, I, I love that metaphor. You know, setting setting the table, for instance. You know, uh, picking up the kids' toys or, or whatever. If you got younger kids, when you've got somebody coming for dinner, uh, in our hearts, how do we create that space of welcome for the Lord? Yeah. So, so I'll usually take half an
3: hour if I have that much time, half an hour, to prepare myself to meet with someone. And so I will consider who it is that I'm meeting with. I'll consider maybe what their, um, how they came to the session the last time, how they might come this time. But more than that, I'm checking in with the Lord and I'm saying, Lord, what's going on in me right now? How am I coming to this time that could get in the way of our time together. And so I will spend time in silence and let him point out things to me. How am I coming to this space and lifting that up to him, and hopefully being able to set that aside so that I can be fully present. So I'm getting rid of my distractions. I'm getting rid of what's happening an hour from now. I'm getting rid of what what just happened before I'm sitting in this place now preparing. And so so prayer, uh, meditation comes into that. And and even, Lord, how are you coming to me in this time as well so that I get a sense of his generous space for me as I'm going to be meeting with this person? Do you have anything to add to that?
2: Well, that was brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good call yeah. there, Wayne.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, well, let me ask you this. What types of people are seeking spiritual direction like when you uh when you mentioned a few minutes ago an example of a first session for instance but you know leading up to that first session what types of people are seeking this opportunity
2: well let me start with a general statement i think anyone who's longing for a deeper relationship than what they're presently experiencing Hmm. that pretty well covers you know so it's an issue of timing yeah it, it's a it's a but you know you think about John 1010, 10, like the abundant life. and uh, sometimes we come in our point in a journey. Where is that? I mean, you know, so so something I say it begins with God stirring something and someone with questions that, hey, wait a minute, it could be what used to work doesn't work anymore. It could be like just like um i I know how to pray for others and intercession, but cultivating intimacy.'m I'm, I'm a bit lost on that. And so, um, so that's one—a hunger for more of God, just that, that that sense. Another reason people will come is for discernment. They're at a crossroads, and they really want someone trained and kind of helping them walk through a discernment process. And so that'll be the case. Um, I think I think the other. It, I can answer that I could answer that question typically is someone who's been walking with the Lord for quite a while but now they're asking questions that they never asked before mm-hmm. in their relationship with God yeah. and that's an invitation of god to to draw them into a deeper walk with him um but that said, right now I'm meeting with with um a college age student and um He's attended church, but he's never actually cultivated a relationship with God. So we're talking about reading scriptures and prayer, but we're having conversations in such a way that uh, there's some excitement and passion starting to show up in him. And we're not even like, it's just like, okay, there's a deep hunger there. He doesn't know it yet, but it's about meeting people where they are in their journey and say, hey, let's just walk together at the pace that you want to walk at.
1: Yeah.
2: So, do they? Do you find that, that, that uh,
1: people yeah. are coming from different backgrounds? You know, different Catholic, Protestant, denominational backgrounds.
2: Yeah. Um, let me answer it this way: I there seems to be a growing um, sector in oh, what, what's the label? Oh, I'll just, I'll just say evangelical. Like a lot of the world, I'm, I'm more familiar with that is starting to ask some questions about where, who can I go to? Where can I go to? I've heard about this thing, spiritual direction. It's starting to show up in some of the seminaries um, that they would have been schooled in, but they're starting up with their spiritual formation or spirit. So So there's a growing awareness of it, but I think it's accompanied by the Holy Spirit that's stirring something in, again, the spiritual dangers of doing good. My, this first that first walk I went with 13 years ago, I'll never forget his phrase. I've spent my life following Jesus out there in the mission field. Now I'm learning how to follow Jesus in here as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was just that kind of a shift. Um, some of these other streams, if you will, of the Christian of uh, the body of Christ are a little bit more familiar with this ancient way. You know, Mm. so for some, it's like, what's this new thing called spiritual direction? And you just got to smile. Well, I can take you back to the story of Eli and young Samuel, and we can see a demonstration of what spiritual direction looks like there.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, good.
0: Uh, I'll ask one more question, then I'm going to pause for a break. But in regards to that… How, what are the similarities and what are the differences between what we would call discipleship, um, making disciples versus being a spiritual director? I'm sure there's some overlap there, but I'm, I'm sure there's also some differentiators. Can you just outline those for us?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let me begin here. Um, good discipleship is that we really wanting to serve the person where they're at to help them move one step closer towards what Christ has invited them to. We hold that in common. Um, Where the shift begins to happen is that we are paying maybe a little bit more attention to the sense of journey and the sense of the inner life, which complements discipleship, but it's just a different focus. Mm -hmm. And if you will, we're, cultivating uh, an experience from them to go, oh, Jesus just spoke to my heart, which feels a little bit different than speaking to her mind, which, by the way, is okay you know, for her mind to be engaged. But there's that sense of when the Lord says something to you that it has a different impact on you than some good notes you took from a recent teaching.
3: And I would say, too, a shift in discipleship is often come with me as I do this and I will teach you mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. Whereas in spiritual direction it's to tend and follow. We're attending to the directee and we are following them. They are not following us.
1: Oh, that's, very that's good. really good.
2: So yeah, that's that a way, really helpful
0: differentiator. Yeah.
2: So there's a distinction, but I want to emphasize it's complementary.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So having a spiritual director as well as other helps, if you will, Mm-hmm. It, it's all complementary. It's not like competitive, if, yeah. if you will, or um, that's not the right word. But it, 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 it there's a congruence there. Yeah.
0: yeah, an overlap. Yeah. Any other questions on discipleship and? uh, direction before I pause for an
1: ad? No, why don't you pause? All right, I'm
0: going to pause for an ad. How's that for clunky transition? Um, but actually dad mentioned earlier, uh, what I wanted to talk about, which is the beautiful gospel conference. Uh, we are hosting a conference here in Albuquerque, May 11th to 14th. Uh, and we're calling it the beautiful gospel conference. And really it's, it's, as it's more a gathering than yes. anything I would say. Because, I,
1: I was thinking of that in the middle of the yeah. night. I said, I, I wish we'd called <laughs> it the beautiful <laughs> gospel gathering.
0: Indeed. Uh, the The difference, I think, between a gathering and a conference is actually precisely what you guys just touched on a minute ago, which is uh, there's a difference between just receiving knowledge into the brain and maybe hearing a keynote speaker and, and making some notes in your Bible and, and saying, okay, I have more knowledge today than I did yesterday about this Bible passage or, or whatever the conference topic is. Instead, a gathering for me is there will absolutely be some incredible knowledge coming our way. Uh, We've got three speakers coming who are just incredible theologians who do a really good job, by the way, of delivering some really complex principles, complex ideas in a really simple way that, you know, uh, even guys like me can figure it out. Um, But also, we're creating a sacred space uh, for time for contemplation, for time for this knowledge that's perhaps we've received into our minds, to sink deeper into our spirits so that uh we leave truly transformed and not just more knowledgeable on a particular topic. Uh and that also means that there's gonna be time for people to spend together to share with one another, hey, this is what God's been saying to me. Uh, you know, coming out of that session, I suddenly am my my mind has been opened, my heart has been opened to something that I hadn't seen in the scriptures before. Uh, and time to dialogue about that and 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 really wrestle with it in an ongoing way.
1: Yeah. We uh, we actually had it scheduled. We, we created a schedule, frankly, based on thirty years of doing conferences of the <laughs> number of sessions. And then, as as we met um, with Cherith and with Brad, we got talking and said, "We don't want this to be just another conference." So we cut those sessions in half. Yeah. Fewer so,
0: sessions to leave room for the Holy Spirit way to more just, room just work. Uh, to
1: interact together. Indeed. Uh, the speakers, we're, we're going to all kind of interact at the front, but we're also going to open it up for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very excited about it.
0: We've got people coming from all over the world. Uh, so this is a truly international gathering. It's a gathering of the Impact Nations family, but also it's a gathering for all who are seeking, as, as you guys have been saying today... All who are seeking more of the Lord, a deeper experience uh, of of Christ within us, the mystery of Christ. Uh, and honestly, it's for those who are asking some questions that maybe they've never asked before in their spiritual journey and, and maybe aren't sure if they've got a safe place to ask those questions. Why don't you dip the toe in the water and come start asking some of those questions at uh, at the Beautiful Gospel Conference in May, May 11 to 14. Uh, if you want to know more about this, you can go to beautifulgospelconference.com. Uh, we've got the full uh, uh, bio- biography of all of our speakers. We've got a bunch of workshops as well, including one uh, on spiritual direction, actually. So uh, if this topic that we're talking about today particularly interests you, we're going to have a workshop on that so you can explore that more. Uh, Beautiful Gospel Conference conference.com. Please come. It's going to be really a life-changing experience. I truly believe that.
1: And and you alluded to it. I'm also just excited that the Impact family, which is a global family, yeah. uh, are starting to come together. I, let's, I saw somebody put up on Facebook, somebody from Australia, saying, I'm coming to the beautiful gospel and two people from America said, you are? I'll see you there. This is <laughs> awesome. so great. I love it." So that's uh, a, another part of what yeah, we're really indeed. looking forward to. Uh,
0: our speakers, by the way, we've got Cherith Nordling. She's been a guest on the podcast before. We've got Bradley Jerzak. He also is a regular guest here. And then Brian Zond. Uh, and they are going to be uh, speaking from just a A wealth of understanding of the scriptures, how to read the scriptures through the lens of Christ. Uh, Brian Zond, you just finished reading his second most recent book. I just finished reading his most recent book, When Everything's on Fire. And that book in particular is, it spends a lot of time just talking about the process. Uh, Many have heard the the term deconstruction, and he's talking about how to uh, deconstruct, if you will, in a safe way. Uh, And Really, the principle is: Hey, uh, hold on to Christ, no matter what. Everything else up for question, but hold on to the person of Jesus and cling to Him for dear life, because that's that's where the abundant life is. Uh, so that leads me into perhaps my next question for for Wayne and Sabrina. Uh, as people are, I'm I'm assuming that some of the folks you're coming that are coming to you guys are coming to those that you're uh, coaching in this are kind of in that process that maybe we've heard term deconstruction. Uh, was that difficult when you guys first started hearing some of these hard questions about faith and uh, perhaps about the, the evangelical faith specifically, and some of the things that the evangelical faith has held dear. And suddenly people are asking questions about it. Uh, how did you guys handle some of those questions that were coming your way?
2: So it's, it's interesting. I had this very conversation at we did one of our schools last last weekend, I think it was. Anyway, so that question came up. And the first time I encountered that I was rattled. Yeah. And because I was, you know, it, it it was rattled because someone was that I knew and someone who people looked to, and all of a sudden in the in the secret place, if you will, with a spiritual director. He said, I'm not sure what I believe anymore. And so I wasn't ready for that. Now, it turned out fine. Today, 13 years later, 12 years later, I get excited. Yeah. I get a sense of not excited because it because it is a painful journey. You know, Brian, other people will tell you, I mean, it wasn't a comfortable journey, but it's exciting because I know where this is going to go. Hmm. This is, this is gonna lead them into a place of freedom. It's gonna, back to Brian's book, when everything's on fire, like one of my big takeaways from that book is he used, he painted this metaphor that the goal of the contemplative prayer and the goal of the spiritual formation is to move us out of the house of fear into the house of love. Yeah. And so I just know that that's the journey we're on. And we give it, yeah, so I'll just stop there with that. So it was uncomfortable. It's still it's still an arduous journey, but I'm in a I'm I let me put it this way, Tim, I find myself holding hope for them in times where despair is a little bit more of their their experience than hope.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. It seems like it's a universal principle following the Lord that you gotta go through desert times for him to go deep and for him to start to rearrange our hearts you just i don't think you can avoid the wilderness and uh you know as as i've said on my matthew podcast uh, you know one of if i had just a handful of verses from scripture one of them is uh, song of solomon 8 5 who is this coming up out of the wilderness leaning upon her lover and that's really this process that he, he he's drawing us in to a leaning and a loving heart. Mm.
0: I've, I've actually heard... Uh, You're
2: absolutely right. You know, and I've, I've been... Sorry, Tim.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. We got a dil- no, little I, delay. Um,
2: I just... <laughs> go ahead. You are so right, Steve. Now, i've I've often pondered the wilderness experience of john the baptist which we don't we, we recognize it there was a huge part of his preparation of less of me and more of him and a sensitivity to the spirit of god communicating to him who to look for
0: yeah i've heard several just in our discussion here today i've heard several references to scripture, which is awesome. Of course, that's what we want to do here on the Impact Nations podcast. But I'm curious, can you guys speak specifically to how uh, you incorporate scripture into this process? What role do the scriptures play uh, in the spiritual direction session?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Central in this way, it it keeps me anchored as to what it is that i'm doing where so let me get a little bit more specific it cultivates my faith in. do i really believe that the holy spirit is the ministry of of, of truth If the old speaking truth
1: mm.
2: you know jesus you know uh, i'm pulling from john i think we're I john 16 somewhere but referring to the one following him will reveal to you what you need to know and so I just find myself anchored into that, and other scriptures, Christ in me, the hope of glory, and other scriptures that, um, oh, if in this clearing and this space for for Jesus to speak, the Spirit speak into their heart what they most need to know. That's going to be water from the well, you know. That I can't supply them. Yeah. And so I lean really heavy into that, and it's a it's ongoing faith cultivation for me. You know, um, so that's, I mean, there's so many scriptures we can point to, but as far as anchor points for me, that's a huge one.
1: There's an ancient practice that you guys, maybe you'll want to talk about it, because I, I don't have much to say other than I've dipped my toe in it several times, Uh where Lecture Divina, which is you take a scripture and you go through a process. Do you guys... Have anything to say about that about that particular practice with the scripture?
2: The practice of um, the slow reading of scripture. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're you know we can trace that back to the uh, Steve. You've referred to it. I know you're teaching. So if you're anyone who's familiar with the patristics at all, the early church fathers. I mean you will find that this is the way of reading scripture it wasn't it wasn't a checkmark way of reading scripture it was pondering and and um so we really help especially with leaders their reading of scriptures often in preparation to deliver something whereas so can we you know can we just build into your own nourishment a slow reading and pondering, and and you know, so the term many people might be familiar with is "lectio divina." It's a way of reading scriptures, but really, it comes under the umbrella of prayer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we're with scriptures in the reading, slow, you know, back to creating space. You're creating space as you're reading scripture for suddenly, oh, wait a minute, that thought that wasn't my thought. That was the Lord just speaking. So that's cultivating that kind of approach to scripture is is um significant.
3: I can talk about my first encounter with the spiritual director at the at the retreat that we went to. I also met with a spiritual director and at the end of the time she said you might want to just spend a little bit of time in Psalm 131. Mm. So I do not I do not consider matters that are too great for me like a child lean on her mother's lap, I am content. And I spent two years in that scripture. And it's such, a, it's such a short scripture, but I spent two years in that scripture, and the Lord spoke to me so many times about it. And even now, when I'm anxious, I'll go back to that, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's above my pay grade. I don't need to spend time worrying about that. God's got it. So, so certainly that was a long journey in Lectio Divina for me, mm-hmm, yeah. Psalm 131. Hmm. And actually in the school, um, we teach practices in the school that they do between classes. And so the students get two months of practicing Lectio Divina ah. within the school context.
1: Oh, that's hmm. excellent. Wow. I know my, uh, my spiritual director um, for this month he he told me pick a psalm and read it out loud and pray through it and meditate through the same one every day for the month for a month and it has been already just a week in incredibly enriching hmm. yeah
0: do you guys do that do you do you have um assignments for for those that you're meeting with where you'll send them away with hey, I want you to do this for a week or or whatever some practice that, that you'd like them to engage in
2: it, um, here's how we typically end I me mean, I'll answer it this way Tim here's how yeah. we typically end in our conversation we've had today um, what did you notice? that feels like a gift for you to carry forward hmm. or a question to explore. We tend to approach it that way versus, hey, why don't you think about doing this? That doesn't mean we never do that. But I, de- I defer to what's what's your sense of the Lord um, inviting you further into? And then we might have a conversation. So do you have some thoughts as to the next steps to do that? And if they're a bit of a loss, then I say, well, you know, maybe you might want to start with trying this and see if that connects with what the Lord said to you. So we kind of always come back to the Lord takes the lead. And then if we can support that somehow, we'll. We'll, we'll consider doing that.
0: Yeah. So I've I've heard you say this a few times now, Wayne. You you mentioned a few minutes ago one of the big <clears throat> things for you at the beginning was learning, really settling in your heart that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth, uh, and it will guide people in the way of all truth. Um, now that that being a process that you had to really learn and settle in your heart i'm wondering like sabrina what was that journey for you did you were there times are there times that as you're giving people direction you know trusting the holy spirit maybe they come up with some pretty wackadoodle stuff and it's like well hold up time out that's not scriptural and we need to kind of get you back on track how does all that work i i would have trouble personally with that with that whole process
3: (laughs) i know I know, and I, I talked about the the spiritual practice of holy restraint. Yeah, and so they may need to. So it's recognizing that they actually may need to go through this journey of discovering the truth themselves. They may be over here somewhere, and so um, yeah, just really trusting the Holy Spirit in that in that whole thing. And so through the asking of good questions, through really listening. And through really listening and the asking of good questions, you can begin to drill down hmm. into maybe what the false belief is. Wow. And then you can you can point that out, say, oh, so, so is this what you're, you know, is this what you're thinking? Is this what you're believing? Yeah. Or what is it that you're believing? And they discover, you know, well, let's just sit with that with the Lord and, and see if there's something that he wants to say to you about that. And the Lord never lets us down. Wow. Oh. You know, I'm so often, I am, you know, there's the term smack." I am so often God smacked hmm. in how He works with our directives.
0: I love that. Yeah. Uh, is, it's a, it's sorry, go really ahead,
2: good, It's a really good question. It, it's a really good question. And it's an obvious concern. And, but our journey and our experiences, we've, you know, we both of us meet with with quite a few spiritual direct, we call, you know, the people are looking for spiritual directors, different places in their journey. Um, we've, we've never experienced it going really sideways. Yeah. Like, holy mackerel, what's going on here? <laughs> no so, Elvis in
1: the um, aliens, Wayne?
2: <laughs>
1: oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, it's such an important question. There will be times. Where we will say, you know, just the nature of our conversation, perhaps for a season, the best kind of person for you to meet with is a is a professional counselor, mm. because of the nature of the conversation. Yeah. So we're and, and but in such a way that they'll say, you know what, you're right. It's exactly what I need to do. So yeah. it's you know we we don't try to be all things to all people, but yeah. if, you know we're there to serve them in their journey, whatever is yeah. best.
0: It really sounds like you guys work very hard to allow people to arrive at their own conclusions through the help of the Holy Spirit. Rather than you bring them to a conclusion, it's really just uh, walking with them through the process of coming to their own conclusions.
2: Well, it kind of falls under the category of supernatural. Hmm. We, We get to experience... We experience something of a miracle of them. Their countenance changes because the Lord met them in a way that, they, that affirmed who they are in Christ. And, yeah. and so just to touch on that a little bit, a big part of our work in spiritual direction is to help cultivate a healthier God image mm-hmm. and a healthier understanding of how God sees them. Yeah. Through revelation. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the journey. The journey is towards right into um, the point of your gathering in May.
0: Yeah.
2: Is that our God is a big and beautiful and
1: awesome God. When sometimes. And we're
3: trying to cultivate a non judgmental faith too. So yeah. if we come down on someone and say, well, that's not true, that's wrong all of a sudden we're now moving into judgment. Yeah. And we, we actually are saying we know what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, and we don't. You know, Hosea Hosea would have come under a lot of criticism in his life.
1: <laughs> That's the, a really good word word point. Yeah. Well, a <laughs> good <That's> point. Fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, my wife was in a a, a class last year, And somebody asked a question and the um, teacher leader said, no, that's not right. Mm. And she said, nobody asked another question Wow, because it's just so inhibiting. Can I ask this question? When I started to look at it, and sometimes people have asked me, and uh, when I started to look at spiritual direction, I was a little fuzzy on how that was different from Christian counseling. Could could you guys help differentiate for our listeners the difference?
2: Yeah, let's try. Let's try this and see if this works. Um, in counseling, I'm trying to resolve. See if this works. I'm trying to resolve something in my life. There's something I need help with to get fixed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is good um in spiritual direction um our focus is more on journey than healing but here's the interesting part as we accompany somebody on their journey healing begins to happen Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: so the as a counselor i might say hey why don't we meet x number of times and then you know we were kind of Mm -hmm. and we're we're carrying forward okay from the last time we met you know, there might be some unpacking of, of what you were trying on or doing differently. And so kind of in that way, in the journey, our focus is on attending to them where they are in the moment of their journey with God. And so we're just traveling with them through the highs and the lows of this, um, this rather interesting journey of following Christ through mm-hmm. high points and low points. So it's just, it's an, so that's, that's my attempt at trying to try and explain the difference between. That's the two. helpful. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Since the journey, like is- when we teach our when we teach our people listening, which is something we really spend a lot of time how to listen deeply. Um, we find out pretty quickly that we have a tendency to try to fix people or help them along in their journey. And and we we use different metaphors to talk about we don't like that's. That's where we're practicing restraint. No, our purpose in listening is that a person feels deeply heard. Maybe for the first time in their entire life, they have felt deeply heard without experiencing
0: shame.
3: Hmm.
0: That's, that's a game changer.
1: Yeah. Wow, it would be. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you alluded to this a, a little bit, uh, but we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago in terms of these aha moments, these moments where suddenly there is a, a fresh revelation that comes they arrive at a a conclusion so to speak and i'm sure there's great joy as spiritual directors to kind of watch somebody reach that aha moment not that we've ever arrived but there's certainly moments of greater revelation um i wondered if you guys could just maybe give us a couple of examples of what an aha moment might be uh as as somebody's on this journey
2: Sabrina has one, but before, she's probably wondering what one do I have, but I have, yeah, (laughs) oh, so I'll I'll tell a brief story first, I had someone come to me for the purpose of discernment about planting a church, Mm. and so I took them through some models and some different ways of discerning, and she came to the point of realizing her motives for planting the church was to, um, was to please those that were over, you know, the different denomination. But it, the point was, she was, she realized her motives were off. So the aha moment was, oh my gosh, I'm I'm that's why I'm doing this, and then began to then uh-huh. go deeper. So you know, what's the Lord saying? And coming to a place of now, I know I can go forward with a sense of peace rather than anxiety of do, am i doing it right or wrong and it just shifted but the a-ha moment was her realizing oh my i didn't realize how that was influencing my going forward and and so it just it lift it's kind of like that matthew 11 it just lifted off a, a weight
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like now i can i can walk with the lord and the easy yoke and so that came into play in that conversation.
0: Wow. Sabrina, Wayne suggested you had a good story.
3: What, uh-huh moment you we trying to? <laughs> oh, I thought
2: you had... Um, well, let me just tell Sabrina, you met with someone last week. Uh, her first name is Angela in a conversation. do <laughs> not
3: her He, real
0: name.
1: he, he meant her okay. name is Fred.
0: <laughs> her name was Fred. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
3: not
1: her real name.
3: That's a okay. different name. Okay. Anne?
2: Oh, never mind. I'm not going to tell a story. <laughs> so, so I took kind of, I, I told a big one. Um, But here, here's the typical language. I never saw it that way before. Yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah.
2: So it's a change
3: in perspective. Oh, no you're talking about. Yeah. So I was meeting with someone and they were <laughs> having a an issue with the parents and was seeing a the parent in a certain way. And so I said, well, let's just go to the Lord and see if there's something He wants to show you about your parents. And it was like, oh, my parent is lonely. I hadn't seen that before. Mm. Yeah. And so that gave a whole new perspective yeah. as to what her parent was dealing with.
1: Yeah. Very good. Mm. That's good. Um can we talk a little bit about your trading is that all right that's
0: exactly where i was going next yeah i was going to say i i think that there's probably folks listening to this who might say oh actually i I'm already kind of engaging in this a little bit with some relationships I'm in right now. And maybe this is something I'd like to pursue more formally. Uh, so a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, maybe before I get to the how do they do that, uh, let me ask you this question. Who should do that? Like, What are some characteristics that you guys are looking for uh, in terms of the type of person that should be pursuing an opportunity as a spiritual director?
2: Let me uh, start here. Typically, the, the students that we have in the school have done something other than read about spiritual direction. They've actually received it and mm-hmm. experienced it, and something begins to light up in them. Wait a minute! I'm wondering if I if there's something beginning to stir, kind of like God initiated. Yeah. Um, but but typically we look. We find it helpful for people because of the nature of how we train people. Um, they're experientially they're already familiar with the idea of a contemplative life. And of course that's that's a topic that we could spend a lot of time talking about. But they this idea of they've discovered different practices of prayer that's really been uh helpful, rhythms of life. They've recognized the importance of of rest along with 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 what we do, they understand the how that is very biblical to follow Jesus. let's get away for a day or two. That's kind of an idea. So that's not foreign. it's we up front say there's different approaches to training and spiritual direction. This is kind of how we approach it. There can be more of an academic training of spiritual direction, but what we look for someone that a bit they don't have to be experts, but they have some familiarity. And uh, a draw towards the contemplative kind of um, way forward of following Christ and doing the and remaining in the works of Christ, which is huge when we talk about the contemplative life. Yeah.
3: And they just they really have a, a heart to see lives transformed. Yeah. You know, they're they're finding in their life that that people are coming to them. They're just natural people magnets and people want to come and, and talk to them about things that they're going through. And they want to gain some some skills yeah. on how to do that better, how to be better listeners, yeah, how to ask better questions, how to accompany people, yeah.
0: And in terms of gaining those skills, this is this is no small thing. And so I, I heard you say it's a two year program. Um, can you tell us just yeah, a little bit what, about the program? What's the structure? How does it work?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So here you go, Tim. Let's say. Um, Let's just make this real personal. So you're signing up. You're going to go on a two-year journey with seven or eight other people, Mm. and um, and so there's that. We do it in the sense of community, and so we stay together. We travel for two years, and over two years, we're going to get together ten times for two full days. Wow! And there's going to be you're going to be exposed to literature from the various streams of Christianity the Protestant, the Roman Catholic, the Eastern Orthodox, there's gifts there that help us understand some literature behind it. Uh, We throw you in the deep end of the pool. Not only are you going to be receiving spiritual direction, but you are going to meet with people as a spiritual director in training. So there's a sense of discipleship. You know, you're going to start doing it. We're not going to talk about it. So there's that aspect. And then, um, so in all of that, you know, at the end of two years, you will have re- received lots of you know ten or twelve hours of receiving direction. You'll have offered over twenty hours of giving direction. You'll receive supervision. Sabrina and I are also trained as supervisors of spiritual directors, so we meet with spiritual directors to you know in that way as well. And um, and along with all that, we do we take a deep dive into some important theology. begin with the kingdom of god Hmm. that theology we look at um anthropology like the image of god image of human selves and um biblical discernment um theology of uh, knowing self knowing god and the connection between those two and and we we take a deep dive into theosis the uh, the journey of love you know that being our really our underpinning for everything and and so the point of the two years training, we actually think of it more as formation. Spiritual directors are actually more of it. They're more formed. They're certainly trained. or equipped with skills, but there's a formation because really what we're doing in two years, we're helping you cultivate a deep self-awareness because self-awareness is where everything begins because from there you move into humility, right? You move into deep listening. You, 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 you become a better at understanding others and what you're cultivating is compassion and which leads to love. So out of compassion, this is where a healthy understanding of the contemplative life is you are gaining the compassion of Christ for your neighbor. Hmm. And so it, it really moves towards this self-awareness that gets cultivated in two years of training. And then now you're ready to begin being a lifelong learner, if you will, as you go out and do this, so that's yeah. there. That's a that's a yeah. quick overview of the training. So,
3: so what people who go through the training often say is, "I was expecting to be trained in the art of spiritual direction, and it is an art, hmm. and and I got that. I was expecting to have some some grounding in theology, and I got that. What I was not expecting was my own transformation." And the transformation of all my relationships, my family wow. relationships, my work relationships, my friendships, because it flashes over into every aspect of your life. Because if you're being transformed into the image of God, and we, we could talk about false self, you know, as we're transformed into the image of God, we're coming, we're being transformed actually into our true identities as well. Yeah. And so the false self starts to fall away. And so you're more authentic with your relationship. You're a better listener. Like everything changes. Well, and you wrote a book when everything changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. That sounds pretty compelling. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners just listen to that and said, yes, yes, sign me up. I want that. Uh, so, um, if people are interested to learn more about, uh, I guess there's two things here. One, maybe some are listening and saying, I think I need a spiritual director. I'd, I'd really like to experience that aspect of it. Uh, and then secondly, some others uh, listening to that sales pitch, Sabrina, say, oh, man, I want to sign up for that two-year uh, journey uh, because that sounds quite remarkable. Where can they go to, to do those two things?
1: Yeah, you've made no, me so hungry. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the encouragement is is to um, to start by thinking about um, finding a spiritual director. That's really that that's a good place to start. It's like it's something, you know. Sabrina and I were talking this morning, maybe, and telling some stories and sharing about this. It it might be stirring a bit of a hunger in some folks out there, and and so that might be a good starting point. But now to answer the question. Um, There'll be a link I'll send you, but Sustainable Faith is the organization that we've been connected with for, you know, we're going back 13, 12, 13 years ago, and mm-hmm. so on their website, lots of information about whether help me find a spiritual director or what's this, give me more details about the school and all of that. So that is all there. Um, of course, you know, we're available if anyone wants us to have a chat. You know, we we you know we make ourselves available for that. Um, but, but can I just throw out a couple of books that people have told me have been helpful for them to kind of think about this? A Absolutely. Bit? Um, the the idea we talked about right at the beginning of, about the idea of a companion. Companions take on spiritual friends, a mentor, but a companion. Uh, a lot of people find uh, the book called Sacred Companions by David Benner a helpful read. Um, He's, a, um, I like David Benner, he, he's, a, he's a Canadian. I didn't, I've didn't. i never met him, but I knew his brother quite well, who was a pastor. So some people have found that book helpful. For others that are, uh, another book which people have told me has been, really been helpful for them, um, if you're involved in any kind of ministry leadership, uh, it's a book written uh, by Morris Dirks, is his name. I'll send you the link on this, Tim, but uh, it's called Forming the Leader's Soul. And it, he tells about his journey uh, from, um, you know, doing the works of the kingdom into realizing uh, I'm getting my soul's feeling uh, pretty exhausted. And his journey in the spiritual direction and some people found his language is his way of articulating his story helpful to kind of, oh, OK, now I'm starting to get what this might be about.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so those are a couple of places on the contemplative front. um Some folks have found uh, Ruth Haley Barton's work. uh, She wrote a book called Sacred Rhythms and introduces you to the various practices that can help um, get people thinking about, Oh, there's, there's some new um, she'll talk about rhythms. She'll talk about something called the rule of life, which can be a way of just kind of reordering your life so that you're keeping the most important things in your life about cultivating a relationship with God. So her work, her uh, writing can be a helpful introduction as well.
0: That's great, fantastic, and we'll uh, we'll do our best to include uh, some links to some of the literature in our show notes as well, uh, as well as the link you mentioned, um, and. If it's okay with you guys, I'd like to say if if you want to – if our listeners are uh, wanting to just reach out to Wayne and Sabrina, if they want to contact them directly, just uh, write to podcast at impactnations.com uh, and we'll connect you guys so you can have a further conversation uh, if you'd like to to just connect directly with them. Um, is there – I don't know if you guys have a Facebook page or following or what do you – is there any other way people can kind of just follow what's going on?
2: Oh, we are so incognito. <laughs> ha, ha,
0: ha.
3: We, we've we been talking about a website.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: No, really the best way to get I mean, we both have Facebook accounts and sure. there's, you know, but we don't have anything. Um, I find sustainable faith is a great connecting point. Um, our, our emails at Wave Connecting. Yeah. Another site, which Mike just thought of, too, we're also members of an organization called the Evangelical Spiritual Directors Association. Hmm. So, you know, I'm part of that, but it's, um, it's an organ and I can send you the website and that, too, but it's a place that people can go, and y- you'll find sustainable faith as one of the various schools out there that train spiritual directors, and so they help us as an organization do some good important work of, 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 of shaping our schools that really, um, uh, results in competent spiritual directors. Yeah. And that's, uh, that, that's kind of important in what we're doing. We want yeah. people who've been trained. Yeah. You yeah. want to be in good hands. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, I see the clock. We have uh, reached our the end of our hour, but this has been fantastic. I'm so thankful that you guys were able to join us. It's been really enlightening for me. Certainly kind of, um, I was going to say demystifies, but actually in, in one sense we're embracing mystery. Uh, but I think it uh, it was really enlightening for me just to see how grounded in Scripture, and theology, and how Christ-centered this whole process <laughs> is. So that's been really helpful for me. Thank you for, for doing that with us.
1: Yeah, thanks from me too. I've I've really appreciated just the intersection of our journey, especially over the last five or six years, and uh, and I would just give a whole uh, hearted endorsement to what you guys are doing. I often make a point of when I'm teaching in Matthew of saying, you know. uh, and I, for me, a big part of my life is, is the contemplative life, and I read a contemplative every day, and those things that we've talked about. So I'm saying that again to folks. There's a whole dimension of our walk with Christ, and uh, you guys have given us a, uh, an invitation to, to open a really important door on that walk. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Thank you for being with us today.
3: You're welcome.
2: Such a joy for us to to, uh, talk about something we're kind of excited about. (laughs) Yeah, we kind
3: of carry some passion about this. (laughs) Indeed. I love it. It's
0: fantastic. Uh, Hey, one more reminder for our listeners. uh, The beautiful Gospel Conference coming up May 11th to 14th beautifulgospelconference.com is the website. You can go register today. Uh, it's going to be an amazing time together. As I said, this the stuff we've been talking about today is a big part of that. So uh, if this has kind of uh, been of interest to you, then you got to come be with us. It's going to be remarkable. Uh, we're going to have some fun together, too. Yep. We've got uh, on Friday afternoon, we're taking a tour up to Santa Fe, big tour bus, loading it up, going up to Santa Fe. Another tour is going up to the mountaintop to go for a hike. and Which is the, the
1: longest tram in North America. Longest
0: tram in North America. There you go. So you can actually register for those things even on the website, beautifulgospelconference.com. We would love to have you here. Uh, Dad's going to be doing uh, breakfasts uh, and just doing some, some teaching and stuff. During oh, I didn't know I was time. teaching.
1: I thought people were just watching just... me eat breakfast. <laughs>
0: It's going to be great. Come join us, please. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us on the Impact Nations podcast today. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. If you haven't already, head to impactnations.com slash podcast. Hit the subscribe button for the audio to be delivered right to your device. Or... Uh, Isaiah does a fantastic job of putting together the video for this. We've got a uh, great video uh, on YouTube. So if you go to uh, youtube.com slash impact nations, I think, uh, then you can uh, see all the video podcasts there as well. Uh, they're all cataloged uh, in uh, in seasons and stuff like that. So, uh, And tell your friends because uh, I think this is really great content that's going to encourage others. So, again, Wayne and Sabrina, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, listeners, for being a part of this. Uh, we'll see you again next week.
1: God bless you.